Hi, I'm Joe Lynch, director of such cinematic classics as Wrong Turn 2, Knights of Badastum, Everly, and of course the new film, Mayhem. And when I'm not masturbating to Sasquatch porn, I'm listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Ooh, it feels so good. and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from. This is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that celebrates the entire catalog of the Blue Oyster Cult. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, Kaijun begins as we start our month-long look into giant monsters and we kick things off with the OG 1954 classic, Godzilla. And you don't have to be a thinly veiled metaphor to listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your radiation hole. And of course, if you are out on social media, you can find us out on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And of course, it is on that book of face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and giant size shenanigans. And as the episode is releasing on Friday, June 4th, Screenland Armor, they've got your genre needs taken care of indoors, outdoors, and virtually as well. The very Friday yes. that this episode is releasing, our latest Friday Night Fright genius is one that I can kind of yeah. I'm going to get thrilled. It was guaranteed to thrill you. One that has been near and dear to both of our hearts. We are talking Fred Decker's Night of the Creeps. Oh, man. That's such a good movie. Tom Atkins, his mustache. The practical effects. The the the, the squiddly diddly slugs. The fact the that it is a hard-boiled detective story. Noir, noir and mixed in with the zombie story. Mixed College in with shenanigans. Alien boner jams. It's just... Everybody thrown in a blender with a lot, a lot of blood. It is a wonderful movie. And a lot of love as well, as uh, evident by Fred Decker. So come on out for that one, because, yeah, that is guaranteed to be a good time. Now, the other repertory screenings that we have going on, we've also got uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. That movie's funny. So if you need to, uh, you know, do a little dong hanging, you can get that taken care of there. You shall not pass. (laughs) I never thought I'd saw somebody do an impression of Gandalf while hanging dong. That's why I love Jason Siegel and all those cats. They just there's no limit to what they will do to themselves and each other. And then to go a little bit more on the musical side again, uh, we've got Hedwig and the Angry Inch. I enjoyed that movie. I've really grown to love that one. Uh, been able to see a few live performances as mm-hmm. well on top of the movie. Really? Yeah. No. Always a good time. Always a good time. Now, the, of course, that is indoors. Now, if you're not quite ready to go back indoors, if you're ready to just go into the outdoors. Well, then that Friday on the 4th, going very musical again, it's an, I've seen that, uh, but it's also very contemporary, La La Land. Man. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Will will we not be seeing you outdoors on that Friday, Genius? You will not. I saw it in the theater. Mm -hmm. It was all right. Mm -hmm. But uh, not your... No, not not my taste. That is fair. That is fair. Well, if it is... Come on out, but then that Saturday, the following night, one that is probably more your taste. Um, <laughs> I saw this in the theater back in 85, I think this came out. Uh-huh. We're talking Richard Donner's The Goonies. Ooh! Which, you know, there's that whole thing where they say you're either an Elvis person or a Beatles person. Like, you either like the Monster Squad or you like The Goonies. Why can't you like both of you them? You can definitely right? like both, because Mary Ellen Trainer. Plays the mom in both. There we go. So you've got your connective tissue. And if you want to see like Thanos before he was Thanos, come on if you, down. If you want to, speaking of uh, you know uh, the the Fellowship of the Rings, if you want to see Samwise, right? And this one, that's what's funny is I have not watched it in quite some time unedited. It would always be like I'd catch it on TBS. 
So it's been a while. But I love me some Anne Ramsey. Damn right. I, was, I, was like, <laughs> I love me some Anne Ramsey. My opinion on the kids might change, but oh my But Anne Ramsey stays forever. Yes, yes, she does. Yes, she does. No, there's a number of great films that are coming indoor, outdoor, at Screenland. And of course, if you're not even feeling like going outdoors and you just want to help uh, support them virtually, head over to patreon.com slash Screenland, where they have a number of uh, tears for your fears including a little thing that we do every now and then called a Shutter Shoutout. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we are talking Patreon and film family... E bellies. Why don't you come over and become one of our pallies at patreon.com slash nightmarejunkhead. There it is. Uh, including, we just uh, put out our new horror episode for the month of May, mm-hmm. where we gave our thoughts on Spiral. Yeah. We want to play a game. We did play a game, indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, we have everything from a squidly diddly to another time. Another place. So many tears for your fears. So again, come and join our film family by heading over, heading over to patreon.com slash nightmarejunkhead. Right. Now, we just finished a month of musicals. It was fun. Oh, we and we got to don't dream it, be it. It's weird now. Watching films and not looking for people to just break out in <laughs> song know, right? and dance. Right. And then just the other day, I was like, and when the rain begins to fall, you got the passion in your eyes. And I was just like at work, just like, and randomly, it just, I just came in my head. It's, I think, okay, we have to have an honorable mention for the month of uh, Musical May. Mm-hmm. For the catchiest, what is your vote for the catchiest song of the whole month? Of everything that we went through? As, aside from Rocky Horror. And okay, so The Lure, uh-huh. Phantom of the Paradise, uh-huh. Voyage of the Rock Aliens, uh-huh. and Stage Fright. Right. Ooh, the catchiest? Yeah. You know, the one that actually has had constant rotation in my head, and I think partially it's just easier to go, I'm not speaking a different language with the lure, so it's a little bit more difficult. Right. But the, actually, it has been um, uh, from Phantom of the Paradise, it is Phoenix's song where she is um, auditioning. That's and good. That one. Yeah. It's the rhythm that has just stayed with me. And in a good way, definitely mm-hmm. in a good way. But obviously for you. Oh, it's when the rain begins to fall. It, it, uh, that That's just implanted now. That's almost like lore of the campfire, right? It's going to, it's like, because that'll just pop up in my head too now. But yeah, that one for me. The power of Pia Zadora and Jermaine Jackson. Never underestimate it, my friend. Mm-hmm. It is very real. It is very real. But what is also very real is uh, the giant size month we're looking at here in yes. June. Uh, Kaijun, as we're calling it. And yes, we put this one, this pun, of course, everyone does this. Right. We're not the only ones with the kind of a pun. But when you suggested that, the uh, possibilities were endless for me because there's thousands of kaiju movies. So much kaiju. In fact, we should break that down. Kaiju in and of itself very simply means monster. Giant, giant monster, monster, right? Yeah. So when you think about that, like you said, that opens so much up mm-hmm. to the point where you would almost have to qualify from a monster movie, from a kaiju movie, maybe to a giant creature, because you can have because you can have a giant monster, as in Tremors. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider Tremors a kaiju. That's well, fair. well, maybe. well and this is okay, where... okay. Let me take that back. Food of the <laughs> gods. Food of the gods has giant animals. That's fair. Right? That's fair. Those are not. Kaiju, because those are not big enough. I think you have to be a certain size. You have to be a certain size to, to ride this ride, right? That's fair. So, do you, is there some poor little like monster that's like wants to be a kaiju one day? It's like, <laughs> one day I'm going to get there. The littlest kaiju coming soon. The one of these days that, I'm going to be big. The kaiju that could, 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 could? Uh-huh. <laughs> or the kaiju that could kill, 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 kill? He's just starting off by like terrorizing small villages. Ah. Model towns. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, and what's really funny is uh, a lot of the stuff that I end up programming for the, the repertory screenings, guarantee you, you're always going to end up, before we hit the previews, I'm going to show that clip from One Crazy Summer where Bobcat Goldthwait gets in the Godzilla costume mm-hmm. and wrecks the model city. 
It's 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 just in the DNA. I you, can't help it. You have to put a, the don't you see no evil, don't you hear no evil. Only to have the yes show up at the end. You're right. That that needs that scene needs to be in there. Between the Pee Wee's love of Kaiju and Twisted Sister, that's just why he is such an awesome individual. But what's not to love about giant monsters? Fucking shit up. That's like <laughs> I think people's love of giant monsters starts when they're young. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody is recently introduced to the world of giant monsters. Do you think that is... And it's not that it's a lowest common denominator. No, but it it, it applies to our base needs. It feeds that gator. There's times we get pissed off. We want to smash stuff and break things, but we can't. So especially when we're little and we can't understand what's going on in our own heads Mm because we're little... We see these giant monsters, and we think that's the coolest thing. How many times growing up have you thought you were a giant monster doing that? Ah! Let me tell you something. How many times would you put together like an awesome pillow fort or a blanket fort? And Just then, to smash it. Exactly. Smash Just to smash it, it right? Yep, yep. I can't do gingerbread houses at Christmas time or go to those gingerbread museums because I'm just one. I just need somebody to go... Bump, 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 and I'm like, ah! Bump, 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 bump. Just, I just destroy and eat it. Pick up the people, ah! Or even fucking like get back to Pee Wee. Ah! Francis is busy. He's taking his bath and he's playing Godzilla in the bathtub, right? So like, yeah, I think that again, that it feeds to two base needs: one, to just wreck shit, and two, to tower above everything and just be all in. Powerful and destroy. I think that's that's human nature. Yeah, you know, since since we saw that woolly mammoths can do that to us, we've wanted to do that. So, yeah, I think that's why that seed is planted when you're young. Either you fucking love kaiju's and everything they stand for, or you're like meh. But nobody's like meh. Fuck those, you know, because they know deep down inside. Bum 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 bum. Well, it's fucking cool to be a kaiju. It is cool. And a lot of these movies, for the most part, are cool. They are. They're fucking they're, cool. They're like, like, there's <laughs> mo- giant mon. If you see a monster movie about a giant monster, they don't fuck up shit, you're pissed. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Like, for example, even if it's like once or twice, like Cloverfield, that's a, that's a kaiju movie. It is. Right? It is. We want to see shit get fucked up, and shit got fucked up, and that what was great about it. You know, even I'm not the biggest fan of found footage. I like watching sick get blown up. So yeah. Well, and I even think the idea is just the fact that they are co- they're cool. Mm-hmm. They're monsters, and they not only do they have monsters, but sometimes they have aliens. Sometimes they oh, yeah. have spies. Sometimes they have monsters versus monsters. Sometimes they're jaggers. Yeah. Sometimes they're robots. Too, yeah. Sometimes they're big giant aliens. Sometimes they're big giant humans. Humans. Yes. You know, it's fucking rad. <laughs> fucking Spider Man was a kaiju. Was that now? Was that Japanese? It was Spider-Man? Japanese Spider Man. He had a big old Jaeger kaiju and yes, fighting other kaijus. Yes, he did. And well, because that was basically part of the popular consciousness and popular culture of Japan. Right. Because starting in 1954 with the film that we're going to talk about here eventually, but even before Godzilla, the OG, what we call the OG kaiju, you can just go back to like um, The Lost World in 1925. Mm-hmm. King Kong. King Kong. Uh, just dinosaurs in general. Right. Which I think bears the distinction that a dinosaur is one thing. A kaiju is a different yes, thing. Yes, because I would not consider Jurassic Park no. a kaiju movie. Now, if it was a giant Tyrannosaurus Rex, that's a kaiju. But isn't that kind of what they end up doing with a lot of them anyway? Like, this is the super T-Rex and right. so forth. But they're still too small. going to be the, you know, underneath the, the foot. Right, of, right. That's fair. Maybe, that's, maybe that's the distinction. If they can set up some trucks for kaiju. Should we do that for our kaiju? Giant, and it's got to be size. Again, so it's so got to be, be this big. You have to be this big. So you have to be able okay. to crush a car with one foot. Okay. Okay. So, second one, you have to fuck shit up. Now, distinctly, are we talking like a, t- a little town, a city, yeah, you ha- worldwide? You have to do at least a habited area. Okay. Now, depending, like... So, do there have to be, like, mass casualty in this case? Because I think that's kind of part of the I tragedy. I think that's part of the thing. Yeah, you have to have a lot of people injured and dead. But man, the rampage. We, but, man, if we start thinking about some of the later Showa-era Godzilla, there's not a lot of that. Well, no, I mean... 
more carnage than kills? Disaster. Disaster. There, there be, we go. There has to be a certain amount of disaster. Disaster is good. Yeah. That's all encompassing. It, yeah, there has to be a certain amount of disaster in a populated area. In populated areas. See, I like this even more. Yeah. Developing the idea. So we've got giant-sized disasters in populated areas and... Humanity's futile attempts. Ah, yes. There has to be, like, they have to have, like, the army come at them and attack and then just, like, whatever. And then finally, not until later, do they come up with, like, a secret weapon or Of course, of course. Because there's always that... The, not the comeuppance for the kaiju, mm-hmm. but how do we at least stop it this time? Yeah. Because a lot of times we just we can never destroy it. Right. It's just, that's kind of the cool thing with Godzilla is the fact that this started in, back in 1954. We're still feeling the effects of it. Mm-hmm. And even outside of Japan, like I said, within Japan, Godzilla is in the popular consciousness. There's Godzilla what? hotels. Yeah. Did you see where you can zip line into Godzilla's mouth? mouth? Yep, that looks fucking red. I don't want a zipline because I'm too fat. I just don't want to hear and just be like stuck in the middle and like in the bottom of a V, right? <laughs> As this going into Godzilla's mouth. But if I could, I'd zipline into Godzilla's mouth. That's- you can stay in the hotel where it's like you open up and there's like a window where it's got like a screen, and every now and then Godzilla's eye pops in and looks in and That's just cool. goes by the ta- by the town. It's- That's super cool. Yeah, there's a lot of shit. I, I've said it on the show before. One of my favorite uh, candies of all time was the Godzilla bubblegum that was green that came in the um, that came in the big league chew pouch. Yep. yep. And you ch- and it's Godzilla's head. And when you chewed it, it was fruit punch, and it turned your mouth bright red like you're fucking fl- throwing fire. It's rad, and it was well, delicious. When did Godzilla kind of invade the popular consciousness within the United States? Is the question. I'm curious. Shit, I would say after '56. Yeah, After the Raymond Burr it? one, yeah. yeah, because at that time they were still had a lot of like the creature from beyond, and it was like giant spiders or or things like that, but nothing on a scale of mass destruction like like Godzilla. Like, yeah, so it wasn't until that, and then it once it hit big, just like with Power Rangers, another kaiju thing. Yeah, it already had a couple of years being popular in Japan before it came to the States. So by then, when they're like, oh, that Godzilla's fucking tight, right? They already had two more Godzilla movies going true, on. True. So it's like, okay, you like that one? Let's do this one. And hey, how about this one too, you know? So I think right after it came out, because I think the the base fear of Atomic Age, especially at that time, even though it was different for us, mm-hmm. It was still felt. Oh, completely. So, like, something where a giant radioactive monster did resonate resonate with American audiences, especially right after that, especially with uh, Raymond, Raymond Burr, Raymond Burr, like, saying, okay, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what we did. So, uh. Well, and it makes sense, especially when you look at the compare the two cuts for the most part. Uh, Before we initially get into that, though, I want to talk about a little bit about the various eras of Godzilla. And that's the other thing that's kind of amazing is, again, the fact that this is something that started in 1954. Could have been nothing more than just a, like you said, a kaiju giant monster movie, Mm -hmm. but has radiated and evolved into so much more. And the first era is the Showa era, which went from 54 to 74. And this is really where... A lot of the Godzilla that when I think of from my youth, the silly Godzilla, where mm-hmm. Godzilla is the hero. Yeah. Where Godzilla is for kids. He's like Wu-Tang. The champion of children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's the Wu-Tang, the G-Tang clan. Well, it, quite literally, that's what he is because there, I mean, I even remember when we were talking to, to Al from the Cadaver cast and you were talking about he was getting into Godzilla. Again, He's a kid. It's yeah. perfect. They're gonna love that. But you're talking about the one where like Godzilla with Jet Jaguar and he's like flying across the screen mm-hmm. and he's doing these like kung fu moves, kung fu and, moves. Shit. and he's yeah. fighting big giant like plant monsters and or smog monsters mm-hmm. or or Mecha Godzilla and all the cool guy in the suit costumes. That's my Godzilla. And so that's a 20 year run where Godzilla is established you know, um, expanded upon, mm-hmm. and like I said, becomes very campy and kid-friendly. Takes a break for 10 years, and then we get the Hesse area, which is Hesse era, which is from 1984 to 1995. 
I remember seeing was a Godzilla '84 in the theater. Yes, it's like the return of Godzilla. So mm-hmm. you saw that one? Of, the, of mm-hmm. course you did. Of course you mm-hmm. did. Now, I, uh, I've seen bits and pieces of it on HBO. So I don't know if I've ever actually sat through the entirety of it. Do you remember anything from that one? I rem- Yes, I remember. It scared the shit out of me. There's this. <laughs> there's this opening scene where it's like, kind of. Exp- Expanded upon, like in this one, the trilobites, mm-hmm. and we'll get into that later. They mutated with Godzilla, so they're basically they're like these fleas, these big giant kaiju fleas, and they attack these boats, right? And, and there's this great jump scare in it where he's like opening lockers, and the thing just attacks, and you see like the flea yeah, melt the dude, <laughs> right? It scared the piss out of me, right? Because I was like six, right? And I wanted, because I wanted to go see Godzilla 84, and mom's like, it's got Raymond Burr in it, so it can't be bad. It's a Godzilla movie. It's rated PG, right? So, cool. So, I had to go see it, and I'm like, shit, right? So, I remember that's really sticking with me, and I'm like, that's the first time I've really been scared in a Godzilla movie. Well, and it's funny, because that's the era that Godzilla became kind of the antagonist, Mm -hmm. again, where he was kind of the one that was not kid-friendly, and they were pushing against. So that makes sense that you would get a little bit more horror adjacent with yeah. it. Um, and then we would get then to the Millennium Era, which is 99 to 2004. I like that Godzilla, too. That's And again, I'm going to be actually watching a new film from each of these eras for the I've Seen That Challenge. I'm anxious. I, but there's... Those are wild. That's Those what are I've read. wild. Those are have kung fu and aliens and motorcycle chases. Oh. It's almost like a bunch of cutscenes from Final Fantasy because you have like all all this like Neo Tokyo futuristic mm-hmm. madness and aliens and kung fu. Meanwhile, you have big, big. giant fucking monsters. It's it's dope as shit. Well, that's just it though. I mean, it makes sense that they would just you know um, adapt. The, probably just the people and the scenarios just around the giant monsters. Because mm-hmm. we're always going to need the giant monsters, but to make it relevant to the current audiences, they would probably want to mix that stuff in. Yeah. It makes sense. And it would make sense in the post-Godzilla. If you know Godzilla's there, you're going to make some tech to well, like go- defend oh. against Godzilla. Well, and that's when we get like the Mecha Godzillas and, mm-hmm. and little things like that, and the Jaggers that we would eventually see with a film like we may or may not be talking about this and month. And the Psycorps, the... Oh yeah, that's coming up. In the, that's uh, yeah, that's going to be coming up more in the millennium. But yeah, it's, very, it's just it's cool to see how they've been able to adapt it through each decade, and again making it relevant to the current crop of Japanese youth and just youth culture mm-hmm. for the most part. So I just I'm kind of fascinated by it. I even remember the cartoon Godzilla boom, and boom, boom, Godzuki. I loved Godzuki as a kid. I knew, I didn't know any better. I always thought, like, what was Godzilla's son's name in? Starts with an M. Minya. Yeah. And I always remember him being charming as all get out. Yeah, in the I like him. Minya, I like Minya a lot because he smelled those smoke rings. Yeah. And there was even one where he got bullied. He got bullied ferociously by the other kaiju. He was the littlest kaiju. He really was. It's already there, man. We, yeah, we were way late on that. You go because it's with the it's the little kid who's being bullied, and he imagines himself. It's so bizarre. Yeah, how many ways they've been able to adapt, and how this is probably one of the ultimate like gateway oh, abs- horror films mm-hmm. genre, but not the original. No, the OG nineteen fifty four Godzilla or Gojira is a straight-up horror film. There are no two ways about it. It's a dark movie. <laughs> it's incredibly dark. It's bleak And shit. we always talk about a, a movie that can be considered a film. This, this is, yeah, this is This is, is a it. capital F film. We are not talking about the Raymond Burr one, no, Godzilla no. King of the Monsters. Right. That came out in 56. We're yes. talking about the original OG one. And this movie, the fact that it opens up with the so close to the tragedy of the Lucky Dragon incident that like everybody was trying to keep on the hush hush and mm-hmm. just like saying, look, not saying, but saying this is it. That is ballsy. Well, this movie is tied directly to the Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombings in World War II that ended World War II. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we were the we were the country that deployed nuclear weapons. 
And the fact that this film came out only 10 years after that attack. Yeah. And that Godzilla is responsible from H-bomb testing, nuclear energy. I mean, it is, we talked about off, it's, it's not subtle. Mm-mm. I mean, it's direct. And it needs to be. And that's the one thing with this film that I know dissertations have been written on this movie. Uh, that this is why this movie, I think, continues to be relevant. I mean, I we went through the 80s and the Cold War scare. So we had that kind of threat of nuclear annihilation. And Godzilla is, you know, a direct cause and effect of that. And here's the thing I think people forget, especially because they're more familiar with the campiness mm-hmm. of it. And again, the base of it, just a giant monster. But this movie is so serious because it's so realistic in mm-hmm. what would happen, how ill-prepared we are for shit like that, and the after effects of it. That's what makes this scary. This is a legit adult movie. It's it, You can replace Godzilla with a hurricane or Godzilla with a volcano or just mm-hmm. a natural disaster right? and how just naive we are to nature yeah. and how at its mercy we are to nature. And there's nothing we can do. They just accept maybe hope and pray. And in sometimes cases, that doesn't work. And then again, bring it destroy or study. I mean, there's a lot of different things this brings up. I really dug the professor in this film uh-huh. because he was the one that had the most empathy towards Godzilla. From the get. Just because this is a, the... Even while he's destroying the village, he's like, this is one of the most important discoveries of all time. We need to study this. And what is our first inclination as humanity? No, no, no. We don't study. No, we'll destroy it. We destroy it. We got to destroy it. We got Because it's destroying us. Is it a threat to us? Yeah. Is it going to take us off the top of the food chain? Right. I think we're threatened whenever that comes around. But see, in fairness, again, that brings up morality. You know I don't like to be at the bottom of a food chain. You won't go in the ocean. You know what I'm saying? So if there was a giant monster that came, because in this movie, he just came to fuck shit up. He just came to destroy, not for any other purpose, but just to terrorize. And in that situation, yeah, we might need to stop this thing. You know what I'm saying? There might be more. So... Again, we like even with hurricanes, like we we, oh, yeah. we we know they're coming, but we have to be prepared. But with something like the fact that this is the metaphor for the atomic bomb, like it came out of nowhere and we were not prepared. Again, that was or they were not prepared. Right, right. That's what made this scary. And the fact that this opens up again with silence except thuds. Thuds and roars. And then just for like two minutes of just Dark credits. I, so it's I've, I'm familiar with Godzilla King of the Monsters. That's the version. So this is probably the first time I've actually watched the OG originally. And like you said, from the get-go, I was just not prepared for how amazingly awesome this movie really is. This movie is fucking slick. It, and listen, it's dark it's dour it's sad it is scary but god damn is it good it is a great like, movie. it's a legit it is a great movie uh, directed by ishiro honda who went on to direct a number of the godzilla films i think the fact that they did take it so seriously that they approached everything very somberly and hopefully as kind of like this film does serve as very much a cautionary tale as well about what they went through mm-hmm. what they were going through about what anyone could go through to the very end at the very end when they talk about we have to be careful because if we there, do it again we're going to get another more Godzilla, yeah it's like th- there's more out there and it's just going to keep and i like how they word it like there could be more of his species and we don't want to awaken them or you know challenge and it's like no we need to get our shit in check mm-hmm. because when we are just killing each other off with nuclear weapons when you are destroying the climate and nature. And I know in one of the Godzilla movies, it's a smog thing, like right. it's like a legit kind of thing. It's telling us this is what this is the result of our hubris. Yeah. And if you continue this, what's going to happen? What is, yeah, it's, it's terrifying. And then even on the other side of it, from the trying to stop it, the whole scientist, Dr. Sugar, uh, Dr. S, the mm-hmm. one with the eye patch, and he's like, I don't want this to turn into a WMD. He goes, he specifically this, says, was a, yep. this was an accident that I found, and I, if it's in the wrong hands or if anybody knows about it. Which, by the way, Oxygen Destroyer, 
That's sounds, metal is all get out. Yeah, it is. That sounds fucking dope. If anybody's like, this is the oxygen destroyer. Oh, shit. That's like, bring me the oxygen destroyer. You know, something like that. <laughs> sounds like something Marvin the, Ma- the Martian would really be digging. Mm, yes. The oxygen destroyer. <laughs> uh, uh, he's, got a, he's got an eye patch. Gives him character. I was actually immediately on his side, especially yeah. within the little bit of the little love triangle. The love triangle thing we get with Ogata. And, and, and what's uh, interesting, Emiko. I think, with a lot of the Godzilla films, is there's two parts: the monster part, and then the human part. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think the strength of a good Godzilla film is where the human part you can be invested in them. And here I'm invested in them. I was too. Uh, from was the too. get, you know? Especially the whole, like, the fact that Emiko's dad is the professor that wants to study it, mm-hmm. and then uh, Ogata the, is like, ah, uh, we kind of need to kill it because it's killing everybody. The right? fact that they get to have those conversations, though, and there's even at one point where he's like, listen, you know me. You know I'm a peaceful person, but look at what this thing is doing. Right. It has to go down. It has like, to stop. Like, I know you don't want to do this but do you see mm-hmm. what if we don't stop it and then he goes I love the scene where he's burning his notes <gasps> yeah it's heartbreaking because he goes I have to or all these other people will die can... but this secret's got to die with me it just... you know it's just reverse Oppenheimer yeah well and I that's appropriate given so many people that worked on the atom bomb that carried all that guilt with them yeah knowing what they helped develop and the same thing with him. He's just like, no, if this, if the, it'll continue on, it'll perpetuate, and someone else is going to just utilize it. And so there's, Godzilla becomes again an arms race metaphor mm-hmm. as yeah. well. It's, um, I, I, again, I was not prepared for the level of interesting discourse that can happen from it, but at the same time, how truly awesome of just a monster movie it is as well. But see, that's the thing. What makes this movie extremely interesting. And where you really care about the characters and their whole morality of it, that's all taken away in Godzilla: King of the Monsters. The, the American, well, they, I they mean, just they add Raymond Burr for exposition and just move a couple of scenes around. I mean, it's still like it's about tragedy, about uh, what happens, what happens with, right. with the atomic race. But at the same time, it's like you don't really care about. All the other auxiliary nope. characters, they're just, that's where you get the, okay, the human's too much yakety smack, more smashy smash. <laughs> this one has that great balance, balance where you care about the characters and the morality of it because everybody is in just this giant conundrum of what to do. Because from exactly from, uh, let's let's keep this under wraps. No, we need to tell the people. No, let's not talk about it. No, but they need to know what's going on. Yep. The whole political aspect yep. makes more sense. And I think that's why earlier when I said this is an adult film, is there's a lot of heady subject. I mean, it's still G. If you still if if you want to show it to your kids and fast forward to the talk, because I don't know if a six year old is going to be interested in the geopolitical consequences of a giant kaiju running amok. But at the same time, it's still engaging. It is. It's and you really do care about what's happening with these with these characters, and that's what separates these two movies and what makes this one like great just general movie because you do care about it while this monster chaos is going on and then the monster and chaos uh, the first instance we get of godzilla there's the attack on the island which is awesome because you don't see shit and it just looks like and uh, just storm comes right before him like he's a force of fucking nature and i loved it and just the chaos of it well and you can truly see where like uh, spielberg was a huge fanboy of Godzilla and just the way he approached the shark. Very minimal initially. Um, it's just, you know, all-consuming. And that's what Godzilla is. In fact, when you see the little bit of his head over the mountains, that initial just peak, and even then you get the, the ridges in the back, the fact that they even mention this is something from the Jurassic period mm-hmm. because the closest thing that he does look like is a dinosaur. But as we already mentioned... It's not a dinosaur. Mm-mm. It's far from it. I've always kind of likened Godzilla to basically a walking tumor because that's all it is. It's this product of radiation. I would even pose the question, is Godzilla or the Kaijus, are they any of the older of the old ones? Are that's they That's possible. I've always thought of them as white blood cells. For the earth? Yeah. 
Just a rat. It just, just takes just care of it. Just kind of take care of a couple of the clean outs and stuff. Like, okay, you guys are getting overpopulated. You guys are getting a little too too big for your yeah. britches. Let me knock you down a couple of pegs. Damn. And then just off and See, about. There's someone's dissertation right there. <laughs> Godzilla, i.e. white blood cell. I mean, no, but that's so true. That is so true. That totally works. Oh, my. Again, it just, it works so yeah. god gosh darn good. Um, and, and, and just the fact that. Um, it's funny because they'd even talk about the old ways. They had the uh, oh, you know, tr- ba- yes. back in my day when I was younger, we would just throw a, a young girl out to sea and hopefully that would appease the the gods. But no, not any day. The traditions. Well, it's also again, it's this idea of the youth culture, um, the 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 older generation, and do we have that veneration for nature, for the respect level? I think is another level that this completely works on. Uh, but yes, I would say possibly an old one, potentially, I think. Um, I love the scene when they're on that um, riverboat and they're dancing to the music from the marrow, from digging up the marrow. That and then they <laughs> and then look on the side and he's just kind of like off in the, in the peripheries, just peeking with the moonlight coming on him and it's just a shadow play and it's, Fucking a great shot. There's some wonderful cinematography in this film, and just some of those still shots where you see Godzilla in the background. Uh, the fact that Godzilla he- Godzilla's head in the appropriate frame looks like a mushroom cloud. Mm-hmm. Again, there's all these little subtle things that they did with Godzilla, and then there's just some of the heavy-handed ones. Uh, again, on the initial attack, we get the little kid... We see his parent. We see him become an orphan. Yeah. And again, yes, right off the bat, the destruction. Okay, th- we talked about destruction and disasters in this film. There's casualties. There's a lot of casualties. A lot of people die. Godzilla is not having any of it. Does Godzilla does not differentiate again? It in is fact, just- he's there just to fuck shit up. Yeah. Like there's scenes where he's literally like, "Fuck your bridge, fuck your clock." You know, he's just like. Tearing shit up. It's he's mean. Very mean. Well, just he's not the protector of children in this one. No, he's no. the killer of children. <laughs> he will straight up. He fucking roasted that family. <laughs> you laugh because you have to. But there is a scene in the. In I the, didn't laugh in that scene. I'm laughing now because of the situation. <laughs> but I was like, because they're like, oh, we'll be soon. We'll soon be with daddy, kids. Implying like, that. God, daddy was lost in either Nagasaki or Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. And yes, the fact that Godzilla's atomic breath is just laying waste to the entirety. And there's that one shot where Tokyo is in flames, and you just Godzilla just standing there. Mm-hmm. Just there's a scene where he's looking, where he's walking through, and he stops and he looks around to see who to fuck with next. Did you notice that yeah. he's like, uh, "Yeah, I'm gonna go fuck <laughs> with that way." Except he didn't fuck with the birds. I liked that. Did notice that. That was interesting, which is maybe a call to nature. Like, or yeah. Just... He's, he knows nature. He goes, this isn't fucking nature. And yeah. Smashy, smashy. I really enjoyed his chaos. Well, and that's one thing. While the chaos was, was horrific, especially while it was happening, it was good chaos. Well, His rampage was great. The miniature works. Was wonderful. And Godzilla himself is played, in this case, by Haru Nakajima, who passed away in 2017, sadly, truly gave life to Godzilla because there was talk. They originally wanted to do stop motion for Godzilla, but they didn't have anyone in Japan that could put the work out fast enough. Um, so they just ended up going with a, a guy in suit, which... Gave it practicality, gave it a bit more like... uh, Heft and texture. Because the force perspective, some of the force perspective shots, especially during his rampage, were fantastic. The model miniature work had so so much detail. And that's the one thing I think some people will make fun of, but I really appreciate that because it it looks lived in. It's real. And it's something that the, the man in suit can smash, and we know... It is being smashed. It's not just ones and zeros on a screen. Mm-hmm. There's something wonderful to that. Again, I mean, the baser primer needs. Yeah, that yeah. Makes, well, you need that pliable. You need the textures, mm-hmm. the kinesthetic, you know, type of learning. And then there, there are futile attempts to. Uh, oh yeah. Oh. To shoot it, I love the, the the professor had a line where they're like, maybe we, can, maybe we can shoot at it. Maybe we can do this. And he goes, 
He's been baptized in fire by the H bomb. What do you think we have that you work? That's so metal. I'm it saying, was baptized like... in fire by the H bomb. I was like, God damn! What do you think can kill it? And I was like, Shit! That that's it's... yeah, that's true. I mean, if that happens, what what could we do? Well, there's just such a the fear and helplessness that Godzilla projects the chaos and destruction that yes. he wrote down that he brought down upon everything i even like the cops when they're like okay oh. they're like okay this is now not an attack we need to go help the survivors like okay well where's godzilla surprise and I'm like oh my god that gave me a giggle that gave me a chuckle and like there was there was very very few moments of levity but no. one that was one that was it's one of those sad laughs is when they're like they're on the bus and that lady's like, I survived Nakazaki. I can survive this. This ain't nothing. The other one's like, yeah, I ain't going to evacuate. I'm fine. We're good. And like, we got this. And again, considering only 10 years removed from one of the most just horrific incidents, mm-hmm. you know, in human history, there is a level of reflection in it again we can move on we did get through this but what more can exist and godzilla is the answer whenever we think it's gotten worse it's only going to get more worse you yeah. know there, there's no level it's not safe to go outside yet no not at all With not godzilla at all. running around well and i think again one of the things that we've talked about a little bit um regarding godzilla is the music and from the get-go the main theme in this is beyond incredible and it just really stuck me now uh composed by and i'm gonna akira ifukubi i'm gonna play a little bit of the beginning of this and this is another earworm that Mm -hmm. totally gets stuck in your head From the get-go, from the intro to the variety. Because then it goes, brum, 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 brum. It's a weird, odd time signature. It's It's got this weird, we're talking off mic, it's got this weird sense of urgency, and it's also a good metaphor because it's chaotic. Mm-hmm. It's it's rapid, it's destructive. It's like a bum, brum, bum, but, bum, bum, But bum, there's that bum. driving beat and force throughout, mm-hmm. and that's what Godzilla is. It's just constant, This mom, it's Godzilla is all momentum Yeah. from the get-go. Once Godzilla rises up, it's going to be dependent on whatever Godzilla decides to do. That's when the, the chaos stops. It's, again, nothing that we've done. It's just when Godzilla decides, okay, I'm good now. I'm just going to move on. I'm just going to move on. Because even when they're shooting the fire jets, he's like, fucking fine, 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 fine. fine. I'm done for today. It didn't phase him. It didn't stop me. He's like, I just like, okay, okay, okay. Leave me alone. Like like I, like I when you hit a bee's nest. Like, ah, I'll come back. I'll come back. Right? But another, like, kind of touching scene was the broadcasters when they're like there to the we, end and they're like Godzilla's oh. coming this way and we know we're going to die right now we just hope that this will get to somebody and like our last man here to the end we're broadcasting live here he come and they're just the show must go on as Godzilla just fucking decimates them that and was- you hear their and you see them fall that's the thing and you're like oh wow then the broadcast with the children singing oh that is another that melancholy. Yeah, I'm just like, my How, God. However, I do think I made a joke. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, let's see. Uh, the, the aftermath. Oh, no. What, what was it? It was funny, though. It was like... <laughs> Again, probably a good reason I'm glad I wasn't with you when you were watching this one because I that one there was little moments like that that just truly affected oh, me. Oh no, that's what happened. That's what it was. That the choir they're all singing. Ah, da, da. The only thing I could picture was like Richard Jenkins going, "Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you," right? And then finally, when they cut it back and it was the mad sign, is like, "Turn it off." And I was like, "That it is. There it is." And then. He- 
<laughs> you know what? Because we still have Richard Jenkins, and because we have now a U.S. Godzilla universe, we better get Richard Jenkins in a goddamn kaiju film at this point. That's the only thing I can think of. But then when they finally showed the eye with the oxygen destroyer, like, <gasps> fish bones. And I was like, party at Gun Zero, everybody's starring you. Play it, boy wonder, right? <laughs> Hey, who brought the Godzilla? It's a party. Only you could equate the fishbone <laughs> with the oxygen destroyer. Although, although, the idea of the oxygen destroyer is kind of rad. <laughs> uh, you know what? Okay, so there is, and I was thinking about this when I was thinking about the oxygen destroyer originally. In the Fantastic Four, in the original um, comics run, when Galactus shows up, there's only one weapon that can defeat him. It's called the Ultimate Nullifier, and I was trying to remember that, but it's basically like a MacGuffin item. Because nobody knows what the Ultimate Nullifier does. Exactly. (gasps) And it's the same thing with like the Oxygen Destroyer. It's like, I know it's supposed to destroy the oxygen and the water and everything, but how, why, who cares? But dude, that mad scientist was rad. Oh, he's great. He has an eye patch, man. I mean, he's he's either going to do that or he's going to save the president from New York. And speaking of, right, and speaking of Fantastic Four, his lab... Was slick. It's yeah, just it what a mad scientist should have, though, you know? Yeah, it was. With all the beakers and, and electronics and diodes and shit. Just missing the little thing in the background going, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Although, technically, they would end up incorporating stuff like that in the later sequels and mm-hmm. what have you. Um, the puppet Godzilla that we get, the one that is spitting the atomic breath, you really do kind of see the eyeball a little bit more, which... Kind of was a little unnerving initially, but I adjusted to it for the most part. Um, and the black and white photography, I mean, it is just so striking. And it yeah. makes it feel not classy per se, but again, important. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked I didn't watch this when I did like my intro to film studies class. Like this. It, yeah, no, yeah. Oh no! Go ahead. I saw no, no, you. I, I saw you laughing. You you just saw another note. No, 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 no. I was just I was listening along and like enjoying. Oh no, no, no! You're good. You're good. No, but the the I don't know where I was going with it. That's okay. That's okay. I, but it's interesting to again the whole morality of everything about it, like how he doesn't want the WMD the the oxygen disorder to become it, but meanwhile, and later people want it and people know about it, and it's just kind of and Godzilla will happen again. The hubris comes back. What what is it? Blue oyster cult? They say. Yeah, history shows again and again how nature runs up the folly of man. Godzilla, Godzilla. <laughs> right? It's blue oyster cult made a song about Godzilla. Blue oyster cult. I mean, of all bands, that just shows you how kind of crazy how his fangs really got into. He's got a star on the Walk of Fame, the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It's a bigger star. It's a bigger yeah. It's a bigger right. footprint. Question: Do you think this is for normies? I think, think normies would dig normies. it. Yeah, you absolutely. think somebody who thinks Godzilla is just smashy, smashy guy in a suit? Uh, yes, I think this is the one that you can show them that this is a serious film, and that you can definitely combine giant monster with you know real world metaphors, like you said, the geopolitical stuff that goes on there, and also make it entertaining. Yeah, that's the thing. I was never bored once in this film. I was always engaged. I don't know if I was younger if I would again be totally engaged because Godzilla. Was this about an hour and a half film? You know, he's not in it very long, Mm-mm. which makes sense. Mm-hmm. But man, the time that he has on screen, like you said, he makes the most of it. Yeah. And b- between the atomic breath, the destruction of Tokyo, the destruction of the island, the 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 the, the death left in his wake. If you survived the initial Godzilla onslaught, you're still fucked. The fact that they showed so much destruction and chaos, and then they showed this montage of like kids being orphaned, and then next thing you know, those kids. They're all now radioactive. You're like, God damn. And just to like show it that soon after that really happened, you know, again, this was an in your face metaphor because like they could almost use stock footage, you know, yeah. and, and and then they said this will happen again. again. Multiple times they said this will yeah. happen again if we do not stop this. It's the ultimate cautionary tale. And that's why I think it works as a horror film. And like we said, with the best horror, it is a metaphor. It, you know, it serves as a reflection of some sort. And that's that's what Godzilla does. Now, the fact that it, again, mutated into what it's become today just shows that we'll always need some sort of giant monster to, you know, show the follies of man. But it's interesting with the Godzilla franchise how, like, especially with this movie, 
is when you're younger, you start way into the series already, mm-hmm. and it's not until you're older you would you be able to really dig going back. There's not, I mean, like, a lot of franchises, especially, like, in horror, mm-hmm. yeah, some are more acquired taste than any, but for one this deep, it's, for not, not only in metaphor deep, but sure. as in numbers of movies deep. I, I think there's some 30-some-odd films, at least, some sort of Godzilla films. I think it's the biggest franchise ever. Like, I'm not shocked. I'm The not longest shocked. running, longer than Bond, longer than, and with more movies in the canon. Godzilla will always exist. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's as long as there's humans, they're, they're going to want to smash things mm-hmm. and, and lord over people. and rawr. That's just what we do. That's who we are. And we need films like this to show us the follies of our way. And God, I'm, I'm so glad we started with this because it legit was such a just sh- shot of pure energy mm-hmm. that I needed. And it just, again, to explore... All the stuff that's in the world of kaiju and the world of Godzilla, um, outside of it, inside of it, you know, the other countries you were mentioning talking about, you know, in England, they've got their own kaiju. It's incredible. And so, like with the, the United States, Kong's kind of our Kong's Kong's America's kaiju. Right? Yeah, because we, we, we had to bring them in. And if you think, yeah, that's appropriate. <laughs> and if you think about, you know, that was only 20 some odd years before uh, Godzilla. So Every 20 or so odd years, I think, there's just always going to be like a redefining moment within culture that ne- that brings the necessity of bringing back the giant monster. Kajisans? Yeah, I think so. I think, again, we just, we're always going to have that. Yeah. Um, but it's also then how, what what kind of a filter is it put through? Because um, definitely the movies of today are drastically different than the kaijus from back of the day. Well, and again, the technology is different, obviously. That has evolved. Uh, we don't have man in suit. We'll probably never have man in suit again, at least on the American side. I know that with the millennial era, for the most part, millennial, millennial era, millennial era, whatever, they still did the man in suit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be curious to see if Toho... If they do another, if they ever do another production, or you know, we get anything out of Japan, another man in suit one, yeah, yeah, I'd be, I'd be curious, because you would assume the technology would be fairly enough advanced that they could do some different things with it. Hire Andy Circus. Andy Circus versus like Doug Jones, ooh, going up in some sort of some sort of thing. I, I think, I think that would work. I think that would work. Great. I definitely think that would work. Um, final thoughts here on the OG Godzilla genius. That is, it's such a great movie. I think. It, it it needs to be seen. It's fucking dope. It's it's just so engaging and such. You're just like sitting there and just in awe, like wow, Godzilla. Yeah, you know he's a guy in a suit and he's a big puppet, but he's still scary. Oh yeah, this is like a scary Godzilla. This is there's a reason we're launching this off as we were a horror podcast. This is a horror film. Some of the other stuff definitely horror adjacent at best, but no, I think we're in for. Quite a month. Giant size, regardless, again, we all have to be this high to make sure we're going along for the remainder of the month. But I know we've got two of the films already locked in, Mm -hmm. and we're still trying to figure out that third one, which I'm not sure. Shall we go ahead and go contemporary next week? Yeah. Okay, so that means... We're going to get our GDT on. Mm-hmm. And uh, a film that I had, I saw in the theater, I know you saw in the theater, and one that is also technically expanded as well. Yep. What's it going to be? You'll just have to wait until next week to find out. And until that time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. Go, go, Godzilla! Godzilla!